Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Today, I want to stir up your minds by way of remembrance that even though we are not just observers of days that we are stuck to one day like Pentecost or Easter, we celebrate it all year round, but yet I want to stir up your mind and I want to remind you that we are celebrating Pentecost and we are in a mighty season. And I pray that this will just be a revival in you, my dear listener. Yes, of course, all my longing, my heart is that the whole world may see the power of Pentecost at work by all the different things that are happening, people that come to salvation and preachers that are preaching under the anointing and power of the Holy Spirit. But today I just want to bring it to you, my listener, that you will have a mighty revival of Pentecost in your life. Oh, I believe that you are full of the Holy Spirit, but yet the Holy Spirit has more to offer, more to give to us. If we can be like a sponge just to take up more and be saturated by the Holy Spirit, oh, how much more could the Holy Spirit do through us if he would be allowed to do so much more in us? Let's read that very famous part of Scripture in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Oh, hallelujah for the Word of God. Hallelujah for this portion of Scripture. And I know that some people are quite jealous of those first believers that were there and that experienced this day of Pentecost. And so many people, oh, they can shed a tear and they can be all melancholy when they think back of that moment. Oh, I wish I was there, Pastor John. Oh, I wish I also had an experience like that. But my friend, I am not like that. This is a good example for me to read. And it shows me and it proves to me that the power of Pentecost is real and it is for all of us. Hallelujah. But you know, it excites me that even though it came down in such a mighty way, that doesn't mean the Holy Spirit is not mighty today. No, if we really take things in perspective, I tell you the Spirit's working today is even more mighty as that day that it began, because it began in a small stream there in Jerusalem. Yes, I'm not uh, looking down upon it. It was a mighty outpouring. But I tell you, it is like a mighty river Oh, it is all over the world today. Isn't the Holy Spirit everywhere in the world today? If I come to all these nations, I see the Holy Spirit at work, be it in Pakistan, in the Middle Eastern countries, be it in the Far East, be it in the Western nations. Oh, I tell you, I see the working of the Holy Spirit and it is flowing everywhere and it is bringing life. The church of Jesus Christ is alive. Hallelujah. 
It is alive, and I am part of that living church. But you know, I wanted to go to the season of Pentecost. There is much teaching that we can find in the season when the Spirit of God was given. And I just want to name a few of those points that I get out of studying this season of Pentecost. And I want to take those points, not to look back as I'm in a museum, looking back to things of beauty of days way past, but I want to take them and see how they are also visible for us today and how it is alive today. And I want to be part of that living stream of the Holy Spirit. Oh, I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit. I believe many people in churches all over the world, they don't really know the Holy Spirit. They only know of him as maybe the scripture is read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as maybe the benediction comes at the close of a meeting. That's all that they really know about the Holy Spirit, that he's mentioned there in that part in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But I'm so thankful that I know the Holy Spirit as a friend, as a partner in my life. I have surrendered myself to the Father. I have surrendered myself to King Jesus. I have surrendered myself to the Holy Spirit. Oh, I want to give reverence to him. I want to honor him. I want to thank him that he is with me, the Holy Spirit. He is not some abstract power, some force or energy that is just flowing and working. No, I tell you, the Holy Spirit, he speaks, he works, he is in us, he is with us, and I wouldn't want to go anywhere without him. But I want to go to the season where the Holy Spirit was given unto us. And the first thing that I see is that it was God's chosen and appointed time. In one way, I believe that the Spirit is always at work, and He is always at work. On the other hand, I see that there are specific seasons and times that are appointed by the Lord. We always teach that We don't go with the waves, you know. We don't want to live by waves. Some people always live by waves. And, oh, there comes a new thing, and they want to be on that wave. And then after a time, it fades out, and they're just looking for another wave. I don't live like that, my friend. My father always taught me, John, don't live by waves, but always swim in deep water. We may swim in deep water in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Just think of that wonderful story of Ezekiel. The Spirit is always with us, and He is always with us, just as powerful as He is always. In other words, He's not less powerful today as He is tomorrow. But maybe the working of what He is doing is more visible today than tomorrow. Maybe there's an appointed time that He is doing something special. And you know, I see in the Word of God that there are these special moments of the Lord that he is working. I know in Holland, we had a great revival in 1958 when T.L. Osborne came and my father was with him and they ministered together on the Maliefeld. That is a place here in The Hague, Holland. And there was such a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And the first thing that made that revival real and visible 
was the salvation of a multitude of people, a multitude of people that came to Christ. And there were a lot of church people among them. Oh, they were sitting in church their whole life, but they had never come to salvation. They had never really been born again. And that was a work of the Holy Spirit. They were religious. Yes, they had their traditions and their formalities, but they were not born again because that is a work that you need the Holy Spirit to accomplish that in you. And so that was one of the great signs, but it was an appointed time. And I tell you, there are many things I could, well, I could fill a lot of airtime just telling you how it came to that specific moment of an outpouring of revival in our nation. If I look back through the history books, oh, you see these great revivals, these great awakenings, and they were on appointed times. There are appointed times for us to move from one place to another. There are appointed times for us that we will be saved or that we will be changed. And there was an appointed time. And that time had come on the day of Pentecost. And they had been waiting for so long. I'm not just talking about those 10 days after the ascension of Christ, but mankind had been waiting for so long. And I tell you, God had been waiting for so long to pour out his spirit upon man. Yes, in the Old Testament, we see that here and there the spirit comes. And I always take the story of Noah. Noah, when the ark had been on the waters for so many days, it says he opened the window and he let out a dove. And the dove went out, but after a certain time, it came back because it could not land nowhere. Then another time he let the dove out, And the dove came back with an olive branch. And the third time he let the dove go out, the dove did not come back anymore because he found a place where he could land and set his foot. And I tell you, this is the same as the different dispensations of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, you see the Holy Spirit go out, but it cannot land nowhere. So it went back to heaven. It could not stay upon this earth. Then the second time with the olive branch, that is Christ, on whom the Holy Spirit descended and it remained, it stayed upon him. You know those very famous words that Jesus uttered when he took the book of Isaiah and he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he has anointed me. And that whole part of scripture is so beautiful. That was the dove coming down and it was the olive branch, the branch of peace between man and between God. And then the third time, that was the day of Pentecost, that the dove went out and it didn't go back to heaven because it finally found a place where it could land. Now it could fall upon mankind. Oh, all those that are born again, all those that are renewed, the Bible says now that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Oh, the Bible says, don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, that he is alive in you? Oh, that is that dove that went out, the dove which is the symbol of the Holy Spirit that was let out and now it came upon us and it didn't have to go back to heaven because now it could remain on earth because it could live in every born again believer. And these are appointed times. I'm so thankful for these appointed times. There is a day of salvation. There is a day of that baptism in the Holy Spirit. There is a day that the Holy Spirit gently sweeps across the mind of the believer 
and comes and drops in his heart the sacred oil and anoints him with the Holy Spirit, with power from above. Oh, my dear listener, my friend, I pray that you have already experienced this. Oh, and that it's not just a drop of oil, oh, but that it is a river flowing in your life. Oh, I want to ask you to just cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, give me that river. Let this be your appointed time. Now, this appointed time, it was not just appointed time. It was after the ascension of Christ. Now, this is very important. We have Christ coming and dying for us on the cross. We have him resurrecting. We have him standing up out of the grave. Oh, he's alive forevermore. But before the Spirit could come, between his resurrection and his ascension is 40 days, and then between his ascension and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is 10 days, and then you come to 50 days since his resurrection, which is fullness, which is Pentecost, because Pentecost means 50th, 50th day. So this is very important. This was not just by chance. And it was not just someone who just closed his eyes and just picked a day on the calendar. This is appointed. Oh, God has appointed times. And I believe with all my heart, dear believer, I believe I'm speaking prophetic right now as I'm saying we are living in appointed times. We are. Li- I feel the Holy Spirit so powerfully right now. We are living in appointed times that the Holy Spirit will do a mighty work amongst us. But it was after the ascension. We need to know that the Holy Spirit cannot come upon us. It cannot come in us. It cannot do its work in us until Christ has fully fulfilled his work in us. Oh, this is so important. Yes, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. I believe everyone who is born again has the Spirit of God in him because this would be impossible without the Spirit of God. It would be impossible to be born again without the working of the Spirit of God. But I also see and I read and I've experienced in my life and I've seen it all across the world. There is a difference when a believer really gets filled and baptized in the power of God, when they get anointed, as I said in the part of this series before, This one, I said, you can be a believer, a preacher of the gospel. You can be with so much knowledge of the word, but you need that anointing of God in your life. And this happens after the accomplished work. Jesus had to ascend unto heaven. There are so many parts of what Jesus has done and how it has impacted our life, which is necessary before the Holy Spirit can fully come and take charge in our life and really give us this power. Oh, we see how he has imputed righteousness in us. This needs to happen before you can receive the Holy Spirit in that measure. We see that his death has brought us pardon. We have been forgiven. This needs to happen before you can have the Holy Spirit. We see that his resurrection brings upon us justification. We see that his ascension gives unto us the Holy Spirit. Yes, he said, if I don't leave, The Holy Spirit cannot come. Oh, I see it. Hallelujah, my dear friend, that all these things that happen in the working of Christ, what he accomplished, bring it to the next level. When we come to that place where we can yield to him, which is also a work of the Holy Spirit, 
that he can take control over our lives in such a mighty way. Oh, yes, Jesus, when he ascended unto heaven, oh, you have those 10 days there before the Holy Spirit came down. I don't know what happened in those 10 days. I cannot tell you I was not there in heaven, but I believe it was that Jesus came riding through heaven as the great conqueror, and the angels were cheering him on as he came and he had conquered death, and he had conquered the curse, and he had conquered Satan, and he had conquered every sin, and every demon was under his foot. And I tell you, he had conquered, hallelujah, and he came into heaven, and they were cheering him on as he rode that glorious road, the golden road. He was riding that unto the throne of his father to take his place next to his father. Oh, hallelujah, what a mighty, mighty work he has done. And that all was necessary for Pentecost to come unto us. Oh, I tell you, it was a season of Pentecost. They were celebrating Pentecost. This is also important. Some people don't understand it exactly. You have the old celebrations that were given in the Old Testament. And Jesus' accomplished work coincides those old feasts or celebrations, and it just completes those celebrations and those feasts. So on the day of Passover, he gave himself as the lamb. First with Passover, they were celebrating the lamb as it was sacrificed in the days of Exodus. And they put the blood on the doorpost. Remember that. And the angel of death passed by. And now on that same celebration of Passover, Jesus gave his life on the cross and he fulfilled it being the true lamb. And all that have the blood of Jesus, oh, death will pass us by, hallelujah. We have eternal life. Now we have the celebration of Pentecost. And Pentecost is a celebration of harvest. He sowed himself during Passover. Jesus sowed himself, his life. He gave it. Oh, he died for us. It was a day of sowing, of giving. But now Pentecost had come, and Pentecost was a celebration, a feast given unto the Jews in the Old Testament to celebrate the harvest. And this was truly harvest, for when the Holy Spirit came down, 3,000 people gave their hearts to the Lord that day and became born again and were baptized. Hallelujah, my dear friend. It was a celebration of harvest, and it completed that celebration of the Old Testament as it came into the New Testament, it came to its true meaning. It came to its true purpose, and we can celebrate it today. And so I believe in the same way, we are in a season of harvest. We are in a season that the Spirit will come down upon this world in such a mighty, glorious way, oh, my friend, that there will be such a great harvest of souls, and that that Pentecost will come to its purpose. Oh, it will come to its true meaning. It will be a great harvest day as Jesus sowed himself and gave himself for all of us as he ascended to heaven and gave the Holy Spirit to come down, that it would be Pentecost, that it would be a celebration of harvest. Hallelujah. 
Well, I have more to tell you about the season of Pentecost, but you'll have to listen to me in my next broadcast. Oh, Father in heaven, I pray for these people that are listening right now that there will be a revival of the fire of the oil of Pentecost in their hearts right now, that they will rejoice, oh, that they will rejoice, for Pentecost has truly come. Oh, it is here today. It is a celebration of harvest, a harvest of souls. And I pray, Lord, give us a great harvest of souls, especially in this time of world crisis. And I thank you. You will use every believer for this. You will work through every believer through the power of Pentecost. Bless them this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 